When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This video is brought to you by BetterHelp. And I also love that Roxy be wearing reject material around here. Oh, yeah, baby. A soca. A soda. Yeah. I think that's one of our most underrated shirts. But not our space babies of the galaxy. I spread my legs for some reason. Not our space babies. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah. <laughs> I want this one. Uh, Do you okay. want this one? I, I just love how <laughs> that's what everyone does when they come here. Give me that. Give me your shirt. <laughs> no, I, we're talking about the shirts. I'm saying I want this one. It's really cool. Yeah, sure. I need to give me. Oh my god, Greg. I got. Let me hype up your shirts. Like it's so cool. I want this one. I, Do you want this one? That's what I said. Uh, yeah. Well, I got. I've got three more in development right now. What cool. are they? I don't want to ruin it. I want to ruin it. Are any of them purge related? Yeah, that is just like a booming thing here. Everyone knows purge. My purge pillow is on the ground. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, all right. Well, we've made it to the finale of Hasman Hotel. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, uh, we watched episode seven and eight back to back. A lot of our things that we, I mean, the main thing with Lilith, I, I guess I wasn't expecting her to be in heaven, uh, which is kind of surprising, but nothing really surprising. It's weird. Like, Surprising things don't even surprise me because the show can kind of just, it has carte blanche to sort of do whatever the hell they want. Are we sure that was heaven? She goes, the yeah, angel goes said. up and says, if you want to stay here. Where the hell else would it be? Oh, she could be on earth. Yeah. Oh, it was a beach. Yeah. It was a beach. Right. Oh, damn. Two people probably commented and then the ad played and then they're like, no, Greg, it's not heaven. Ah, oh, damn. I don't know. It could it be far. heaven. Oh, no, you're probably right. I don't know that I'm right. I'm just saying we we know she's not in hell, clearly. And we no, know if she wants to stay there. She's in paradise, you yeah. know? She's having a paradis, par, paradictal... Is there like a verb for par, for experience in paradise? Par, paradictal? Mm-hmm. She's getting the dictal in para. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that... I, I'm not sure where exactly she is, but what we do know is she's not in hell taking care of her daughter. She's not showing up for her daughter the way Lucifer is showing up for the daughter. Uh, she clearly has some deal with the angels that she is able to be where she is for as long as hell stays tame, you know? And they, but then now they're like, you can't stay here unless you go take care of that bitch. But who has the power over... It seems like she wants nothing to do with any of that shit in hell, so why would she be the one reigning over Alistair? I don't know that she is reigning over Alistair. Uh, it's just been my theory this whole time because they were gone for the same amount of time. No, it, pokes a whole, it does, yeah. It sounds like there was some... There's, there's some other linchpin, some other conduit for all this stuff, you know? Yeah, because... And then even Alistair's song at the end, like, clip my wings. Mm-hmm. From who? We need answers. But in terms of a finale, it was action-packed. Action-packed. Yeah, I mean, they set up this, the season. They were like, we're going to, heaven and hell are going to fight. And then the finale, heaven and hell fought. And then there's chances of redemption. My question. That, that was the biggest reveal. Of uh, Serpentius? Yeah, he went, like, this was her plan the whole time. Yeah, and Serpentius sacrifices himself for his friends. Truly, truly does the selfless thing 
and he shows up in heaven. And if you factor in the pilot as a true episode one, he was the first villain. Right. So the full character arc. But he kisses Cherry Bomb and he says, I love you. And then he goes off and he does something very brave and it doesn't work. Mm. But he does it. But why and would he end you, up in heaven? But the plan why, why I guess I guess my question is no one wants this purge thing to happen anymore, right? Purge. Yep. <laughs> no, no one wants it to happen anymore. <laughs> and it's like poking a teddy bear. <laughs> um, purge. It's different when you're like face to face. It's like right in your eyes. Purge. <laughs> purge. Uh, yeah. The, no one wants this to happen. No one wants it to happen. This extermination. And, you know, they want us to get the hotel going again, which they have already done. What would be the greater purpose of rehabilitation when the goal before was uh, to eliminate the purge from happening? And <laughs> just hear you say purge. <laughs> eliminate, eliminate it from happening. I mean, the idea was like, okay, you prevent less people from, from being excised if, if more people are able to go to heaven because of the overpopulation problem, right? Would the goal still be to get you to go to heaven? Because clearly, now that Charlie knows what heaven's really like, that it's not all it's made out to be, would they want to want to go to heaven, or, or would it just be about making hell a more, you know, a stronger community? Well, in heaven, you don't have the risk of extermination. Well, I think the I think in this finale, what they were showing was they don't even want that extermination element to be happening in hell. So I feel right. like they have a bigger goal in their hands. Of, of a war between there has to be some type of deal made with heaven where they're not killing each other, killing anyone in hell. Um, right. Because, because hell Serpentis probably doesn't want to be there and they don't probably want him there. Yeah. Cause hell's just more of a community. It's not, it's not in the same way of how hell has been pitched to us for so long of like souls go there and then they're punished and they're tortured. They're, they're just a, it's a civilization. Essentially. Some of them, but we saw the V's, you know, you can be punished, uh, but you can also just live there, you know? Maybe, unless the Vs are in charge. True. You True. know? Yeah. Like, under under Charlie, it's good. And, True. and some of the rulers and leaders. But we don't even know what Alistair's plan would be if he was able to be the ruler. Yeah, so I guess they would want... But they don't know about that. So I'm like, why would Charlie want to... I guess, what would be the motivation of Hasbin Hotel? Of, uh, like, the actual physical property of Hasbin Hotel well, she to inspire people to rehabilitate, you know? To go to heaven. Charlie doesn't know that heaven's not a good place. She went there and she had questions, but I don't think she went there and was like, screw this place. I think she thinks that still there's some beauty there. Mm, okay. But That's we've fair. seen more. True. I'm shocked that but they Vaggie killed Adam. Vaggie would know. That's pretty fucked up there. Yeah, Vaggy would know, but Vaggy didn't even tell her anything yet. But Vaggy might, we might see that arc in season two, Vaggy saying like, do, why do we even want people to go to heaven? Like, of course we want them to be better, but. Mm -hmm. And apparently you go only go to heaven if you die. I think it's, it beats the, this is what it is, Greg. It beats the alternative of being gone for eternity. Because it's not like you're redeemed and you go to heaven. You're, he died and went to heaven. True. As opposed I mean, to if you die in hell and then you're gone. That's fair. I mean, but you can also die if you're a soul in heaven, apparently, according to this, like angels were killed. And right. I just think she wants her people to be able to, if they die, go to heaven as opposed to nowhere. 
Yeah, there has to be some type of a, not an alliance, but an understanding that forms between heaven and hell. And there's that one girl that we think that we can have an alliance with who is in heaven, Mm -hmm. who they did the duet with in episode six. You know what I'm talking about? Charlie, the girl that Charlie did the duet with, the younger girl in heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got our back and she wants the alliance. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot more crazy uh, world building to go. We haven't even. I mean, I feel like we might even step our toes into Earth in the next season. Possibly, yeah. If that's where Lilith is, uh, and maybe that's what we determined that redemption doesn't get you to heaven; it gets you back on Earth or something. Well, for a show about redemption, what I really liked about what this finale did was like it brought her back around to family matters, and uh, that you know, for not forgiving others, but self forgiveness as well. Like a lot of like heavenly themes, but applied in the status of hell, I thought was was really great, you know. And I don't know how people will feel about the finale. I like the finale. I, I did too, but it didn't go out with the bang that I thought it might, which was like telling us what the Alistair situation was. Uh, yeah, they left a little. They left a little more seeds dangling, and I I still. It, it, it went the direction that you expect, like a big blowout. Adam died. You're surprised Adam dies. It seemed like it was pretty obvious he was going to die. I wasn't surprised that he died. As in when I asked you, like, do you think he's going to die? I also thought he was going to die. I'm just saying that if you had told me, th- if you told me a few episodes, like, do you think he's going to die this season? I would have said probably not because he seems like such a big villain mm-hmm. that I thought they might move forward with. But it is cool. He's the big bad of season one. Yeah. Where's God in all this? Where's God in all of this, Greg? Well, that doesn't matter. We're talking about fiction. <laughs> Where's God? Yeah, have you heard about simulation theory? You don't know that this isn't fiction. I've, uh, I would. I, I think this is a terrible simulation. Then. Yeah. No, terrible. That's God's fault. I need to sign up for a bigger simulation. <laughs> need a new deal next simulation. Uh, yeah, because the, they don't even talk about God. Yeah. What? It's that's something that even the sh- the sh- it's funny. I love the show Supernatural. I know and, you do. And they do. There's a they avoid. They have they get like every religion involved, and they mainly thrive off Christianity and have another thing with like angels are bad too as well. Like it's a whole conversation. It took a while for them to really talk about God and bring you know uh, that equation as well. They always have like crucifixes and stuff, but they never talk about Jesus. And I think, I think there's like certain subjects that they kind of stray away from, but I think you got to bring God into the equation. Like you have to. Well, we're in heaven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to bring the cre- the, the supposed creator of all uh, into it. What about the devil? That's Lucifer. Is, but like we haven't seen him as the devil at all. Uh, this is their interpretation of what the devil is. He's still the devil, mm. you know, but it's just the interpretation of it. Uh, of Lucifer himself, but I, I like Lucifer stepping in. I thought the action was really cool. I'm trying to figure out what that punch is that was missing for me. Uh, it, it doesn't really even come down to reveals. There was just something there that it's better than a Marvel finale, but it's kind of like a Marvel finale. <laughs> you know, I still really again. I think it knows it's getting its season two, and sometimes when we're watching so many movies. At the end, you feel more fulfilled because you're like, oh, okay, that's what that story was. But oftentimes, as you know, I'm a TV junkie. At the end of a season one, you're like, what? That's it? What do I, you know, what, what do I do from here? Yeah.
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this video. I've literally just finished a therapy session and I wanted to shoot this because I'm in this state of knowing why I champion mental health support so much. In the past few weeks, work's been a little bit hectic. It's led me to miss some sessions and I really don't like doing that. And sometimes that's when the weight really starts to pile on. A lot of restless nights, a lot of fatigue, a lot of I can't sleep even though I'm so tired. Sometimes just a very deep-seated sense of gloom. Meditating and sometimes journaling are my daily go-tos. But sometimes they just don't cut it when I'm trying to pinpoint why I'm down. And really, especially after a session like today, therapy just really helps clear the fog. Discussing the feelings is a critical step for me, especially as someone who's diagnosed with ADHD, type 2 bipolar, and PTSD. It's truly a cornerstone of my well-being. And I'm not alone in this. Many of us here at Real Rejects are in therapy, facing our own challenges from depression to anxiety, or just needing a non-judgmental space to voice our thoughts. This year, I've been working on most days of the week to keep my physical health strong, and I really do champion therapy as a way to strengthen my mental resilience. And for many, BetterHelp is integral to that process. There's real value in BetterHelp's accessible and adaptable service. They match you with a licensed therapist and provide the option to switch if necessary, ensuring the right fit for your mental health journey. As this year winds down and we confront life's complexities, do consider BetterHelp as a resource. Really happy to be partnered with them this month, so you can go to betterhelp.com realrejects for 10% off your first month. Again, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash realrejects. So join us in moving forward stronger together. Thank you again. Well, it seems that Charlie is going to become a beast, a beast, a strong leader. And that's what I mean. Like we were, I, I kept saying that I think that we're going to see her get more unleashed throughout the series. And then this one really teased that a lot. She even had the whole tail and everything. And she was like hulking out in, in the devil form. I that was loved cool. It. So hot. Are you hot there? Stuff. It's hot. Are you there, God? It's me, Greg and Roxy. <laughs> What? Where did that come from? Because uh, we're talking about hopeful for season two and things that are hot. Did you ever read? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yeah, I'm the guy who would read. Or, or you <laughs> did you see the movie? No. Do you know the movie? No. That's the. Oh my god! What? It's one of the biggest movies from last year. Rachel McAdams is in it. Um, it's called Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. It's made after the book. Whatever you were saying, where's God? I was still on it. It was one of the biggest movies of last year? It was a big movie last year, yeah. Big box office movie. Really? I don't mean one of the biggest as in like a tent pole. That was, but yeah, yeah, it was theater, theatrical release. Cool. It was, it's really good. Um, It was um, Kelly Fremont Craig, her follow-up to Edge of 17. Oh, cool. And it's based on this book that was like, uh, it's a book about, coming of age, getting your period. It's like a book that most of my friends, most pe- girls I know my age mm. read it. Anyway, are you there? God, it's me, Greg and Roxy. I'm glad we, to hear it. We want to see you on Hasbro Hotel season two. Yeah. All right, well, great wrap-up song. I weirdly feel like it was pretty straightforward. It was an action episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Defeated Heaven, uh, I mean, yeah, they, and, and I think, I really think, what I'm hoping for season two is one of the best parts that I think about this show that, that I felt like kept ramping up. And I do feel like they kind of dialed it back in these last couple episodes. This last couple became very straightforward. And I liked the complexity and, mul- and multi-layeredness of everything they were doing prior Like even when she goes to heaven, there is such a conversation. There's a debate about everything. Yeah, they were able to have more fun in those episodes because they didn't have to accomplish as much. We were on kind of like side missions. And I think like you can really open up a conversation here of, you know, the 
the duality of opinions uh, in heaven of what they should do about hell. Like there can be a divide in heaven, and I hope they go into that terrain too. I, I think like as much as everything feels celebratory, there's also a lot of complications that can erupt from something like this, you know? Yeah. And I, and I hope that they they go there because the last two have been very straightforward and they kind of played out in a way that was cathartic. At the same time, uh, nothing was as... The most unexpected thing was for pensions. <laughs> go that yeah, was, but that was really unexpected yeah, that was and really interesting. Unexpected. That's bigger than we think. And yeah. I think that speaks to the central theme of this show, which is my takeaway of this entire season and of this show, which is who gets to decide what's good, what's bad. And and what are like when we had that episode with the three episode six with the three qualifications, right? Who picks those and who's to say really? And uh, on your best day, would you go to heaven? And on your worst day, would you go to hell? I bet every person probably on their best and worst day would be one of those two, no matter where you are on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I think that the Serpentis stuff really made a difference because it m- leaves me to believe that this show knows that that's its main theme. Yeah. Well, before we go, is your Friday really busy? Yeah. You're going to have a lot of comments to respond to. <laughs> I, I can't hope, wait. I hope we have hours of free time. I only respond to comments that say my name because I'm vain and um, comments that are nice because I can't be down in the mud with the trolls. But those can, you can waste the most time there. I know. You can go down a big vacuum. That's big hell wormhole. though. And I want to live in heaven. It is a hell. I've done it. I've done it many times. Are you there, God? <laughs> you should react to that movie. It was so good. Okay. Appreciate the recommendation. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Hasbin Hotel, was the finale satisfying for you? Leave your thoughts down below. Ask Roxy questions. Season one has been. A a great season, a a hotel. Listen, I'm going to grab some food and work on videos to get these to these guys. But thank you, Roxy, for joining me on this journey. Thank you for having this be the first show we cover together. Many and more to come. Yes, many one more to come. And and then, <laughs> and then uh, we're going old school this time to warm up the brain before we film a movie reaction. So thank you to all who have joined for this tier. I want to shout all you guys out individually, one at a time. We'll do more than just say your name. We're going to get some serious bars, starting <laughs> with Matthew Arms delivering all the charms. Jack Forrest uh, in a Ford Taurus. <laughs> nice. And Namari constantly eating all that calamari. Mike Joyce in a Rolls Royce. Everyone gets a car in my version. Hope you commit. <laughs> I'm locked in now, baby. <laughs> Ryan Smith, the ultimate dark side of the Sith. Kevin Meek in the front seat. Adrian. Tim's addicted to playing The Sims. Navdeep Sidhu. Uh, you can borrow my Subaru. Real Naga surrounds a real na- <laughs> Heather Gear. Put it in, Heather Gear. Mm, Heather First Gear. That's the appropriate version. <laughs> Ian Simon always be rhyming. Jacob Neptune drives a Saturn. Kayla the King always rocking that sexy bling. Looks like I'm riding with Olivier Hamelin. Got it. 
Ring, ring. I'm getting a phone call from Alan Ling. Kiera, if I removed some of the letters from your name, it would be Kia. Sorrento. One Longoria, I aim to bore ya. I'm gonna drive right off a cliff, Rodriguez. Ian Wreck, constantly listening to Beck. Goat Nation, could you tow me to the gas station? Lorenzo Baxter, ride me faster. Differently sane, gonna hydroplane in the rain. That's still a car thing. Marco Tunstill, always out for the ultimate kill. Simply faded tinted windows. You gotta get a new set of tinted windows on your car, my friend. SJ94, always cutting right to the core. Justin Aston Martin, the perfect one. My phone be calling, calling, and he's on the phone balling. Philip J. Smith Jr. Mitsubishi used to make cars. Remember that? Just, <laughs> you just made me think of that, so that's, that's for you. <laughs> Jen Smith, hips have a nice width. Hey, Melanie LeBlanc. Melanie LeBronco. That's not bad. I feel like you would drive a Bronco, too. And, and also, now that I'm thinking about it, Kevin Meek could have been Kevin Jeep. That would have been better. But, but anyway. Kira could have been Toyota. Kira could have been Toyota. That might have been a good rhyme. There's so many options. <laughs> next, tune in next month when I uh, bring a whole boatload more other car uh, references to fit to your names. We didn't do a Tesla. There was Nobody got to be a Tesla or a Porsche or a, a Lamborghini. And then you just had like a grab bag of fun and fanciful. Scenario. Yeah, I had the hard job. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you, you carried this, and I commend you for it. Thanks, guys, for carrying us. 